0: To episode four hundred fifty-two of the Steel Cage podcast, my name is Daryl Johnson, formerly known as the Beast from the Middle East, coming at you from this sepia-toned saloon in somewhere in the Arizona area. Sure,
1: Um, looks like Bisbee.
0: Sure, (laughs) I'll say Tombstone. All right. At any rate, well, you already heard the two men who are joining me. First of all, from somewhere in the Phoenix area Captain caveman Derek Montilla. hey 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 smoke weed every day smoke weed every day <laughs> and everyone's best friend Dave mr neo how are you doing good uh went to my local um, licoria
2: okay
1: down the street and found this sweet little wild watermelon brew wild <laughs>
2: watermelon <laughs> brew excellent yeah I guess hus oh. huss makes it yeah huss makes some good like fruit beers huh huss us every time i see it i think of adam hiss but it's us uh yeah no uh, i I am to braun stroman i am drinking a santan brewing company juicy jack juicy hazy ipa i had i had tony deppin uh, argue with me about juicy and hazy beers and i just want to say uh tony deppin's a piece of shit that's all uh that's all okay yeah, no, I mean yeah. that, that's pretty much it. He depants me and I'll never forget it as long as I live twice in the same night. So he's on my shit list until the day I die.
0: Well, as long as we're introducing the beers we're drinking, I'm having a four-piece golden lager. Hey, all right. Too it's bad perfect. Feet, too bad people can barely see it because it blends in with your sepia yeah, tone, Daryl. tone. There there Sepia tone. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> Looks like you're in an old timey saloon with your old timey gold beer there. That's right. Yeah, that, have,
0: back when back when you could uh, just order a, a beer and they they just <laughs> give that to you, you didn't have to give any sort of brand name or anything.
2: <laughs> just I'll have beer, beer That's what I'll, I'll have, have a whiskey and leave the bottle. Yeah, and yeah. I will have an IPA, please, yeah. something fruity and hazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a fun, interesting, uh, crazy week in pro wrestling, as we always do. I am uh, a little. Bummed out by some of the injuries that we saw occur recently. I saw one of my favorite indie pro wrestlers, Dan Housen, in a cast and just feel awful about that. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on some of these unfortunate injuries? Uh Manser also got hurt, right? That's uh from from my understanding. I don't know how Mance Warner got hurt, but uh, yeah. Mance Warner, another guy. I know he was just recently released from mlw um i don't does that have anything to do with the injury or is that just uh the timing on the situation neo do you know anything about that
1: not about mance warner no but i just know that you know dan house got a uh it was a broken tibia um this uh october late late late, late october yeah Yeah, tibia fibia but both his shin bones oh Jeez. god that just sounds awful so think what th- so both think the of shin bones. <laughs> and then just kind of split holy moly so oh, apparently man. he's going to get an inanimate rod put in for the I'll the <laughs> <laughs> hail the inanimate rod inanimate yeah. rod so that's that's pretty epic but uh you know he's small man 31 years old and you know very very rich very evil it's a very evil injury i will, well, I-, I, will I will say
2: he's he's going to definitely need sacks of money to be sent to him uh, but yeah that's that sucks that sucks and Mance Warner also uh another freaking awesome uh wrestler uh, an- both guys actually became free agents recently because of what happened with Ring of Honor Dan Housen is now a free agent and like I said Warner was uh became a free agent from MLW so uh I mean I I don't know, maybe maybe a terrible time to be a free agent, maybe a good time for the companies to not have uh, injured guys on on their, you know, on their roster. I don't I don't really know. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for pro wrestling. And to be honest, it's two of my favorite, absolute favorite guys uh, to go watch it at indie shows. I, I love both of these guys so much.
1: Well, and with that in mind, like Derek says, it's a shit, shit time. You're right. You're not signed. You're probably not getting any of that income in. So, guys, if you can, just support them in their pro wrestling teams, support them in their merch tables yep. or wherever their virtual merch tables are. But yeah, just help them out, man. You know, give as much uh, as you can. Buy a shirt while you're at it, buy a couple of shirts.
2: And speaking of MLW, they actually had a little uh, debut tonight as Warhorse uh, is now apparently part of MLW making ML making done. i i really enjoy their programming man it's kind of like what you've said neo about aw dark uh just the ability to watch a show of this caliber on youtube for free at your convenience is yeah pretty fantastic and i think mlw to honestly for me mlw's presentation is top notch i think that few wrestling promotions actually make uh their their presentation look as much like a sport as mlw does
1: yeah they really take the time to really uh integrate that sport aspect which i
2: thoroughly enjoy but now they're you know now they're going a little bit ridiculous right because of the kind of the lucha underground influence that's come Mm -hmm. in uh they definitely are taking things like tonight filthy tom lawler had a casket match against mil muertes and that's just Delightful, you know.
1: Well, come on, it's Mil mortis It's either he has a hardcore match or a casket match. What that's gonna... the two. That's the two matches. Yes. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh,
2: but that's uh, yeah. I mean, that sucks. That's really what it comes down to. R- wrestling is one of those business sometimes that I, I personally don't understand how guys make it past something like this when they are an independent wrestler. You know what I mean? Uh, and and I just say that from the perspective of like not having that income, having something go this way, not probably obviously not having health insurance or, or you know, having some sort of non employer provided health insurance that's probably a nightmare to deal with. And it just, uh, it just sucks. It sucks to be a pro wrestler when you're going through a major injury like this. I I wish both of those guys the best. And like Neo said, if you can't, if you can help out, go out and and buy some stuff from their merch store
1: well man i mean and that's where you really gotta lean on that passive income dude that's why that's why every you every wrestler has a vlog right yeah pretty pretty much every wrestler has a twitch right and you know some sort some some way to gain additional passive income sure. whether it's sure. ad revenue um of obviously merch sales cameos you name it you know it's like all, all all these they have their they have they're just plugged into these different avenues to try to gain as much well but you as have they to can. they you, have you, to be creative you have to
2: be but they have to be creative yeah that's not you, you say they're plugged in but they might not be plugged in dan Housen, i think is way more plugged in than maybe someone like mance warner but i don't know that and i just mean that because i've seen Danhausen do like youtube videos and other things that are funny that don't involve wrestling but both of those guys are extremely talented when it comes to that type of sure. stuff. Sure, yeah. Both does. of them are are, are charismatic and their characters and they could do all of those things that you're describing mm-hmm. 100%. It just takes that, it, it takes doing it. And, well, you know, I, well, I don't know. Fact- I think, I, I was going to say, I think sometimes when you experience an injury like this as a wrestler, you reflect on if you even want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's such a weird fucking life and and to experience a hardship like an injury like this has to make you stop and question if it's time to go get, you know, quote unquote a real job or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah, go sell used cars or something. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, but
0: I think regardless of the injury, Danhausen is such a personality, he could still be himself without wrestling.
2: I mean. I like don't watch could, him for his wrestling at all. He's one of yeah. those guys that I do not I, I don't want to see Dan Housen wrestle great. I want to see him get on the mic and be funny. I want to see him do weird shit. I, I want mean, him I, to no, wrestle evil. Yeah, I want to I, yeah, I want him to fight evil. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you mm-hmm. mean wrestle evil? You mean and, like wrestle like in and, an evil way? I and, that. Mentioned... and that. And okay. that. Yeah.
1: Oh. Go to go to New Japan and kill New, New Japan evil. and
2: wrestle evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but Pop, but but pop, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see that the teeth in the face or the teeth in the opponent's mouth in the mm-hmm. super kick. I want to see the tequila spot. Give me all that downhouse and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But he but like what Daryl's saying, though, that's the him. He's a very marketable person. And yeah, I think he that he could be a manager. He could wear his leg heels easily do stuff like that. That's
1: uh, he it, could be I, he could be Conan O'Brien's co-host. Yes, <laughs> definitely. OK
2: with that.
0: But, <laughs> what do you have against Andy Richter?
2: <laughs> he's not Danhausen. He, he's not evil. <laughs> enough. He's very nice, but he's not very evil. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it sucks, but I definitely think that there's ways that these guys can still uh, contribute to wrestling. It makes me think of that roads to the top when Ricky Starks broke his neck and had to be told, you know, Hey, we're going to still use you as a mouthpiece and you're still going to go out there and you're still going to do stuff. And, he still wasn't happy about that. You know, these guys at the end of the day, they want to do this and they want to do it and they want to be healthy. And uh, the injuries are sometimes that one thing that really honestly fucking ends it for them. And I don't mean like, oh, they got a career ending injury that they can no longer wrestle. I just mean, I have seen more wrestlers um, contemplate their future due to an injury than for any other reason. These people have been paid $20 by a promoter after killing themselves in a match. They've, they've been literally given a hot dog and a handshake before, and they still like want to do this thing. You know, I, I, I I've been a fan my whole life, but you know, over the last five years I've had a chance to actually be backstage at major wrestling shows and uh, talk to people that are at the very top of the WWE Daryl you you know like just some of the weird encounters we've had the friends we've made stuff like that none of it none of it there is not a single part of it that like appeals to me personally it seems like every single thing I find out more and more about the wrestling business makes me every makes me that much more happy that I never got into it in any way right never let it become a part of my life i don't know it's just uh it's it, it to me it's a very tough business and i know i don't have the resolve personally to have stuck through all of these hardships that these guys go through well
1: let, let me ask you this like if you were even if you're like you're in your prime like let's just say you're like 25 maybe what would you go for wrestling if if you were 10 years younger or oh, no. like that? okay
2: so like i wasn't i wasn't in good shape at this time when i was you know I'm in better shape now than I probably have been ever in my life. And I was always, always always kind of overweight. I never thought I could be a pro wrestler, but deep down. Yeah. I wanted to be, I think you always want to be the thing that you kind of watch and admire. Uh, I've wanted to be a basketball player. I've wanted to be a baseball player. I want to be a wrestler. You know, these are shit I wanted to be. Uh, I also wanted to be a sports center anchor, which I'm kind of, getting close to now so at least i got i got one of the things stop it i've got one of the things going for (laughs) me uh but i'll say that the uh uh, the 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 going for it is a different story i just mean like i always you know wanted to go for it and never did i didn't have any regrets about it it's not like i ever thought i could have been one and oh i missed my opportunity it's just being around it working backstage at lucha underground at a state fair uh being backstage at ring of honor with you neo being in some of the places we've been at wrestlemania and such with the steel cage crew all all i've seen behind the curtain is things that make me not want to be a pro wrestler not things that do want to make me a pro wrestler it's just stuff that makes me go yikes like Good lord! Like when we are backstage at Ring of Honor and they had no actual medical personnel on hand. Exactly in case what to No, that that was a perfect. I was like, "What the fuck? Is this really happening? Is Joey... who was a Joey Mercury treating fucking yeah. people?" And no, no like, and
1: then there was Silas Young running around with like like uh, just blood towel gashing out of his head. Yeah, just t- running around with a towel in his head, just running
2: around like crazy. They they. They kicked us out of Megaran's bathroom, <laughs> dressing room. Bathroom. Yeah, bathroom. fuck. Yeah, you you know, what I mean, and so like Ring of Honor is something that I admired quite a bit. So to see how small it was compared to the shows I've worked here in Arizona, I was like, holy shit, there's, there's too close of similarity to the shows that I've worked in Arizona that had like 50 people at them to Ring of Honor which is one of the major North American, you know, wrestling companies. It's it's just a carning business and it's really difficult. I I I love the shit out of watching it. I've been catching up on all sorts of old, not old but stuff I've missed over the last couple of weeks. And to be honest, so much of it is so fucking weird to me, especially the WWE shit, that I'm kind of getting a kick out of it, but uh you know we'll see it's all just because wwe is has this new approach of like we're just going to throw a bunch of newness at you and see if fucking it finally appeals to you we're going to change people's theme songs and we're going to do all this stuff you know um but getting back to the point uh which is dan Housen and mance warner uh i i don't know i don't I, i give these guys a lot of credit like you said they do have the ability to generate revenue other ways I just, uh, it just sucks. It sucks. I think mostly because these guys are right now in the prime of their career and there's a lot of opportunities out there for them to have possibly got gotten picked up by another company with them both being free agents at this time. So, uh, you know, my, my, my heart goes out. Uh, my heart housing goes out to Dan Housen and Mance Warner. Uh, but my heart does not go out to Mr. Greg Hamilton, who apparently has been let go from wwe and as we are all assuming it was due to his little interaction with someone who we were like a whole lot west side gun Uh, apparently west side gun used greg hamilton's voice in one of his songs as a background noise or an intro or a clip well yeah you know what song it is
1: i don't know what song it is however like you know he's you know synonymous with ripping you know, uh audio from from WWE. Yeah,
2: from WWE, yeah. You
1: know, and integrating it into his music. It's not a lot, it's like little clips here and there, but sure he like he was using Greg Hamilton introducing somebody and Greg Hamilton fuck he bowed up
2: on (laughs) <laughs> on west side it was gun. wild it was so wild to see some of these interactions on twitter or on instagram between this guy like not even not even between them because west side gun wasn't responding he was doing what you might call the professional thing and not getting uh in, not engaging in this weird
1: <laughs> petty compo- like get, this r-
2: petty fucking shit that like honestly if you have a problem with it why are you taking it up on Instagram? What the fuck are you even doing? Like, it didn't even make any sense to me. I thought it was a rib or, like, not even something that was really happening. I, I, I didn't know. And uh, when I when I realized, by the time I realized that he was actually serious in the things he was saying to West Side Gun, uh, news had come out that he was no longer with WWE.
1: And to the surprise
2: pa- of nobody.
1: But apparently, you know, if you, you know... I think he had put out a statement that it was an amicable release. Do you believe that?
2: Not even a little bit. Yeah, Ooh, not even a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll let W. I, I'll, I will say WWE will let him say that as part of the release. I wouldn't even be surprised if WWE told him he could say that. Like, we'll let you say it was an amicable release, so that way maybe you get, you know, get hired by someone else or whatever. It was no amicable release. It was WWE being like, "Yeah, we're going to side with Westside Gun on this one." You know, like nobody has ever made this kind of stink. Like you said, Westside Gun has used wrestling stuff for years. This is this isn't new, but it's it's new to have somebody, yeah, all of a sudden making a mountain out of a molehill. Like, well, and and it says here,
1: per you know the you know per his Twitter. Right. He had put out a statement that he said it was time to say goodbye. It was he said, don't let Internet social media gas you up. I'm sorry. Too bad that happened. You gassed me up, Greg Hamilton. You did this on purpose. Um, and he's just saying that it was a uh, this was a mutual respect departure from a great company. Nothing but respect on both sides. It's business. Uh, da, 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 da. But he also threw in this thing. Where he said, like, as I get older, my, my mother is in her 70s. My sister Jesse has cerebral palsy priorities, etc. etc. But I mean, I don't know how convenient is it that this news comes out exactly when he just started feuding, essentially created a feud, a one sided feud online.
2: I mean, it again, sometimes WWE lets people save a little face, uh, and sometimes. You know, it, people just want to make it seem like they didn't yeah. make some big mistake. You know,
1: I can, I can definitely believe that. Yeah. It, it feels like, you know, you know what, Greg, you done aft. You, you've talked about, you know, doing family stuff in the past. Why don't you take care of that now? Right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah.
2: Know? Yeah. Uh, I will say that it's amazing to me how quickly people forget that WWE built them. Right. Right. And yeah, because
1: what was Greg Hamilton doing prior?
2: I don't know. Boxing I don't even. I, I don't even know who Greg Hamilton is for the most part. He's a WWE uh, ring ring announcer. That's what he is, right? Here I'm not go. trying it to. It dis- says
1: it says he worked for the NBA Magic. Uh, oh, Miss America organization. Mm. Oh,
2: good for him. Very nice. And, and nice. he's
0: he's done TV work, like so. So okay, so you've been talking about this ring announcer, I assume.
2: He's a ring announcer. I haven't.
0: I haven't been I've just been watching AEW, so I, I don't know. really know you're like know screw WWE. Is. So so he sounds like no, I'm not screwed WWE, but <laughs> I just haven't been watching. There's sure. been there's been a lot of sports. October is the biggest month for sports. Oh, it's so good. But uh it sounds like they brought in a Mike Adamley and he did one thing to annoy somebody and so they got rid of him. Why are we talking so long about this?
2: Well, no, it's just it's <laughs> We're talking long about it because it's kind of funny. Like okay. I think it's I think it's funny for an, a ring announcer to, you know, stir up this kind of problem with with somebody as big as Westside Gun. And I know like you're not super familiar with Westside Gun. I'm not even that yeah. familiar myself. <laughs> um, but his following is huge, and he has a really good relationship with wrestling companies. Westside Gun is typically. In the front row of every wrestling show that he can attend, and I mean, he does—he kind of does what a you know influencer does for yeah. a company in a way, to, you know. And like to give by you him.
1: the and to give you the short of it, I mean, Greg popped off super, super heavy, like, like ridiculous he, shit that he went, said to him. Yeah, he went hard in the paint, like <laughs> talking trash, and you wouldn't expect Mister Greg Hamilton, Mister Miss America, to to really spout that talk, you know, to
2: Westside Gun, who's probably killed people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Like, saying shit he would never say in real life to him, basically. Yeah, so he, like, Greg was an internet tough guy, really, he was. Yeah, he he, he was, goes, well, well at Westside Gun, at Buffalo Kids Gallery, let's hope that since you stole my voice for your incoherent kindergarten fables that you saved up enough delivering for DoorDash, because you are bleeped, and he literally put the little fucking lame uh emoji with the word you know the ex- expletive you'll be paying me for years apologize and i'll think about not collecting every dime for the rest of your life oh, okay, or i, I can just get wwe lawyers that's okay too. settle I with see. my lawyer and don't ever use my voice again so wrong. <laughs> so, I, so you're, ta- so you're telling me he's going gonna make here. he's gonna make millions off of one song Yes, that that uh, yeah. that is not played on the You're radio. You're going to be paying me for fucking years, West Side Guy. Like that's okay. just crazy. And again, I, this is public, so this is very. It, it was it was a story for a brief second because people just couldn't believe it was that here, here's this guy yeah, saying what, all of this shit. Do you know what uh, Greg this, Hamilton this looks like, happened. Carol? <laughs> what do you know what Greg
0: Hamilton looks like? Uh, I think I saw his picture, but but I, I think it's pretty obvious. This is the guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He looks like he looks like the Miz's baby cousin. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. little, his, his yes, his 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 younger overweight uh, sibling <laughs> that they can't stop talking shit on the internet.
0: But it sounds like to me what happened here is Greg Hamilton thinks he has a hundred percent ownership over his voice when that particular clip was from presumably a WWE show.
1: Yes. The yes, audio of which
0: he has zero ownership and he ah. tried to claim ownership of something that Vince McMahon controls mm-hmm. and he was trying to make legal decisions on behalf of WWE. So, yeah, fire yeah. him.
1: <laughs> Daryl, may I say that is a very astute <laughs> Observation. Observation.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he cut directly to it. He's, he's like again. Why are we still talking about this? It was that easy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's that much, but it just it's still very fun, funny. I guess mm-hmm. to me, the funny part being
1: like that the mrs okay. overweight baby cousin
2: yeah is over here <laughs> go over here fucking on. popping off at the mouth like he's got fucking two guns on him at all times uh i will say <laughs> <laughs> i will say the other funny thing about this is wwe doesn't even protect their own wrestlers like are you shitting yeah. me they would fire a wrestler for popping off like this and this would be somebody that has an action figure greg mm-hmm. hamilton do you have an action figure no no you no! don't well then <laughs> shut the fuck he's up probably had one made. <laughs> Probably a custom one. It cost him 300 dollars through like an Etsy <laughs> website, but he still had it made. Uh, and we salute you, sir. Uh, someone else, though, that has actually been dealing with things uh publicly, or we found out recently uh through Tony Khan is uh John Moxley has entered a rehab program for drinking, and it's kind of I don't know, one of those situations again that makes you respect the hell out of AEW. Uh, Because Tony Khan said in a tweet that he asked Mox or Mox gave him permission to let everybody know that he entered this, you know, program. And uh, again, it just seems to be one of those situations where AEW once again seems to care about their wrestlers as people, something we have grown very used to WWE not necessarily doing. And uh, I don't know, it's just one of those situations that I think, uh, you know, hearing, tony khan speak this way and hearing renee's comments it, it it makes me happy that this company exists
0: well yeah and having cm punk out there to address it in ring i think it was, was nice. a pretty classy move too absolutely absolutely yeah it was it was one
1: of those nice things that cm punk really laid down where he's like you know what guys we gotta you know be there for john chant for john and i loved how he closed it out where he just made mention like you know what if you need help or if anybody reads out, needs help, you know, or I'm sorry, if you need help, you should reach out for it. Uh, text somebody, call somebody, call, you know, any of those, you know, self-help, uh, you know, lines, you know, it's, it's tough, especially after the pandemic, it's kind of put a dander on all of a lot of people's mental health. So, yeah, so very true. You know, we're I, definitely, we're definitely advocates for, you know, mental health. So yeah, guys, do do the best you can with what you got.
2: And if you need help, absolutely seek it out. I know that at mm-hmm. times, uh, Neo has been my help. I know having having Neo come over to the pan uh, during the pandemic and stand six feet away from me, masked, but listening to me complain about being trapped in my house alone uh, was like my therapy at times. You know, oh, yeah, samezies. But yeah, I also know, based on my own experience, how easy it is to start drinking at ten o'clock in the morning when you are. Uh, working from home and have nothing better to do in your life other than being trapped in your house. Things can snowball on you. And uh, to be honest, we're, we're, we're all still big, big drinkers on, on this show and as part of the steel cage, you know, (laughs) I think uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy that all of my friends are, are pretty responsible drinkers, but I also think we all have each other's back. And I know even some of the jokes that I make in our group chat about me going to bars to work during the day Gets my friends to say, hey, do we need to intervene on you? You know, like, (laughs) and it's all in jokes, it's all in fun, but it's all kind of a checks and balances system. And I think if uh, any of my friends did feel like I was uh, doing it too much or out of control, that they would step in and say something. Sometimes you need that support. Sometimes you need to be that support. I think, though, that this it's things like this that make AEW different. WWE can try their best to be a progressive company and change their ways and trying to change this image that they have of themselves. AEW has the luxury of not only a clean slate, but a history now of really standing behind their, their family members, their wrestlers, their, it doesn't matter who in the organization uh, during whatever difficult time that they're having. I know that Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, excuse me, and Sam Punk both credited the way that they handled the Mr. Brody Lee situation uh, and his death as big reasons why they wanted to be a part of AEW. The respect that the company had for this man, the, the fact that they knew this information about him and, and kept it to themselves and did the right thing, you know, for the family, for him, it, it showed people that they definitely care
1: yeah they 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 really value you know the the, the talents as people the, the fact that uh tony khan he went to say like you know john the person is taking the time we're all big fans of moxley yes but john the person needs yeah. to take time right that's that's all, that's amazing and then everybody on social media you know kind of you know, breaking kayfabe, but it was definitely appropriate. You know, you you got everybody from, you know, anybody anybody who hated Moxley was just all about it. So, well, that's, you know, that's a special time.
2: Here's the thing: is that my favorite picture of John Moxley is him the in whiskey. black and white, yeah, with the whiskey in his hand and the, smoking a cigarette in the locker room. As much as I hate to say that now, <laughs> in this situation, it's true, right? Moxley. In a way, became for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people, kind of like the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. In a way, you know that that ass kicking, badass, fucking you wouldn't want to mix it up with. Looks looks and seems legitimately like a badass, and doesn't uh, seems completely authentic. Uh, and most importantly, drinking is a big part of his thing. You know, uh, and I it. it you know, it makes you feel a little guilty, I think, or at least it makes me feel a little guilty when, uh, mocks, there it is. That's a, such an incredible picture. Yeah. But, you know, it, when it
1: reminds me of like the, the photos that you would see like of Walter, remember the one that Walter took as well. Yeah.
2: It just, it reminds me of some shit from like the 1930s. Like yeah. well, how we'd see like, uh, like, Sam Martino. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Lou backstage, you know, smoking a cigarette, drinking a bourbon. I, uh, I, I guess the part that makes me feel guilty is because I've liked that John drank, you know, like sometimes we, us wrestling fans that grew up in the late nineties, we are predisposed to cheering for the guy that drinks. And uh, he, he, it makes him feel a little bit like us, right? It's the every man. It's the normal guy thing. It's the, you're not Brian cage with this perfect body or You know, our buddy, Drew McIntyre, who tells us he hasn't had a drink in like three years because of, you know, mostly his physique and keeping, you know, healthy and looking great. But, you know, it's it's a different time now. We don't have a lot of John Moxley's. We don't have a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin's left. Uh, But man, is one of those guys, too. That's most recent. Oh, stop your money. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna kick this guy from yeah please go ahead
2: and uh disconnect him from the <laughs> chat i appreciate that uh but I mean I don't know man it just makes me want to give AEW a hug john a hug renee a hug uh it just it it makes me want to support them a hundred percent but it makes me fall in love with AEW that much more right their on-screen uh their their on-screen stuff is is better then wwe it's more interesting right but then it's it's the ethics it's the policies behind it it's the way that they treat people
0: yeah you know but uh, he was he was originally set to wrestle orange cassidy correct mm-hmm. yeah he was yeah miro took his and, place
2: and i would have loved to see that
0: yeah and yeah that would have been <laughs> good and also i really wanted to see orange cassidy wrestle brian danielson
2: yeah so oh. that would be great yeah
0: so so during during that match you know like um my my mom was in the room you know passively watching and (laughs) you know she she enjoys it but she's still doesn't like the the obviously fake aspects of it but anyway in the middle of that match she's just (laughs) excuse me yeah yeah. (laughs) oh you she she went off about she went off about how she, uh, hates how, how much, uh, or how big of an overactor or over actors. The young bucks are.
2: Oh, Hey, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Your, mo- <laughs> Your mom's <laughs> anti young bucks. Yeah. Oh. She's
0: like, Oh man, they're, uh, they're, they're faking. it so bad. It's just, it's just so <laughs> obviously she, she was not impressed by the young uh. bucks, but, But anyway, during the the main event, she said, "Is, is, is there, do we have any reason to care about this? And I said, yes, absolutely.
2: That's Orange Cassidy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) you're like calm down mom it's not colt cabana all right (laughs) by the way mothers love colt cabana well no we like to say that colt cabana is daryl's mom's favorite wrestler but i actually want to say that they're friends they're actually friends daryl at (laughs) wrestlecon daryl's mom wandered over to colt cabana and apparently had like this very long very pleasant conversation that was like what? Like she was gone for like an hour. I know she wasn't talking to him the whole time, but she was gone for a long time talking to Cole Cabana. And then he came over to our table to say hello to her again. That was the other sweet part was when he came over and he ignored yep. us all together. It just went right for your mom. That was great.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah the story yeah. she tells, the story she tells every time is um, uh, he told her, I think you'd get along with my mother. There's a pause. And he says, Mrs. Cabana. and and my mind went
2: oh you (laughs) that's awesome uh by the way i just want to say this i saw an old clip uh just recently of orange cassidy in a match with dick justice and if you're not familiar with dick justice he's a he's a rotund police officer type pro wrestling character and he does a bit sometimes where he takes his hand and turns it into a gun and sometimes he shoots his gun at people wrestlers referees and if it hits them it kills them it's the way guns work so during this match against Orange Cassidy uh, he apparently decided to pull the gun out and the referee decided to start struggling to try to get the gun away from him. And in the struggle, he, by accident, shot one of the cameramen for Fight TV or IWTV, who was ever there filming it. And the match ended <laughs> by Orange Cassidy leaving the ring, going out the front door of the building for the venue, and just running down the street in, in in the window that you could see out front, along with Dick Justice running away in the other direction. They killed a man, Daryl. They needed to <laughs> run away. And that is simply how the match ended. And so, it just reminded me how delightfully absurd pro wrestling can be at times and how much I miss going to indie shows that have matches like that take place. The only response I have to that is
0: dick justice sounds like a courtroom show on the spice channel
2: yeah it does yeah it does gun, gun. you're not <laughs> wrong about that uh so what did you guys enjoy on aew this week daryl i'll let you go first uh well i mean you already I, kind of described a lot of it but was there anything I, I, else that you i discussed?
0: mentioned the orange cassidy match it wasn't you know top-notch orange cassidy goodness but i got got some there's a lot of mirror uh,
1: goodness in there
0: yeah a lot of Miro goodness and it they they honestly had me a little bit thinking, oh man, he's gonna win by countout. Oh, that's so cool. That's perfect. And then of course, Miro ended up winning, and I was heartbroken. But, but yeah, that that was pretty good. Um. Oh, the other thing that my mother said, and she feels bad about saying this. She said, "I feel bad about saying this as I'm saying this because I don't like to come to such snap judgments," but. Darby Allen to her, she said, "He seems like he's not too bright." (laughs) (laughs) Well, your mother and MJF have a
2: lot in common. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Sounds like it. I still love that Darby Allen slept in his car before his big match, winning the TNT Championship or whatever. Just because he he wanted to remember where he came from. <laughs> uh, that that was a moment that was delightful to me uh, as far as that yeah. roads to the wholesome, top goes. Wholesome Allen, mm-hmm. good old Wholesome Allen. Yep. All right, Neo, What what stuck out for you from PW? The debut of Kalisto. Oh boy, you fucking son of a bitch. El you samurai del sol. Son of a bitch How dare you I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> I want to scream first of all At G1 for saying he was bringing Some other guy with him It's fucking Aerostar first of all Let's yeah. show some respect yeah, To an some... alien Yeah, yeah that's, right? that's the best minivan of the 1990s Yes yeah, yeah for the, real the, My mom the... had one it was red and it was awful People tend to
1: forget that Aerostar Planted Chris Stantlander On Earth us that's right that's right
2: so show some respect show some respect pieces of shit but i will also say that uh Kalisto apparently was being attacked tonight on twitter for tweeting something out and then how would you uh, know if you are blocked um oh that's a good point he (laughs) did he change his twitter did he i think so I don't know what Twitter account am I under. Maybe I'm under the other account. I could I have multiple accounts now, Neo. I can I, I could get around it. But see, this is why he blocked me because he misspelled words, including Brody Lee's name, John. Uh and uh forever you're in my heart, but you're spelled Yo. Y-O-U-R. Oh, I, I guess he goes yeah. by G L O A T uh, at G-L-O-A-T. Yeah on Twitter. I don't know what that means. Gloat? Uh, yeah, he's a dumbass. And then Chris Jericho then uh, quote tweeted him and said you spelled his name wrong. And now Chris Jericho um, is getting the ass hat treatment as well. So it's just funny how uh, both of them can be wrong at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit about Kalisto, uh, so I'm I'm just gonna cut your whole segment short. I don't care how good he <laughs> did. Did he did he do good lucha things? <laughs> he didn't do that.
0: Kinda. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it was, I, it was a for it was one of the more forgettable championship really matches it, that yeah. there ever were. What was it? A tag match? It was the Triple H champ, uh, tag championship mm-hmm. match. Oh my god,
1: which I will and never forget. Dash Triple and Dawson a. hung
0: on to win. Is they,
1: Kalisto even in Triple
0: A? No, I don't think Well, so. then what the... Aer- Aerostar yeah. is, Aerostar. Aerostar is okay.
1: Um, but but gentlemen, can we agree that? the triple a tag team titles they look like a joke like, like yes they yeah, really they need a sprucing they look, they
2: look really bad they look <laughs> awful well what's weird is that there are like very small wrestling promotions in this company in this country that have way better belts than triple a and bigger belts <laughs> yes that's what i mean <laughs> okay like that little fucking yeah. actual belt like it looks like it is it if it's, does it does have suspenders touch to it or what the hell <laughs> be
0: fair derek uh, you try to make a belt out of three cans of straws
2: <laughs> okay i'll try i don't know <laughs> yeah no it's 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 bad i've uh, i i have conflicting feelings about championship belts all the time there's a part of me that kind of gets sick of how often companies change them out I really liked how weathered and terrible the intercontinental belt for New Japan looked for a while because it was really bad. Like when they yeah. would hold it up, the leather was all cracked and parts of it were like, well, falling off like and the, the, pl- the plate would literally like
1: kind of do this, like, yeah, like flapping acute, thing. A cute <laughs> yeah. like angle on the leather strap. So this is yeah. the leather strap and then the plate would just go bum, bum. like it yeah, would have yeah, yeah. it would have a voice of its own.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like that. It like it looked like something that's been, you know, passed down yeah. through beat the generations and beaten the shit out of. Right. Yeah. But at know. the same time, <laughs> eventually, every once in a while, I do see a belt that's like, Jesus Christ, can you can you update that? Can you get a new one? You know, refurbish it at least. Yeah right. I'm also a huge fan of the NXT UK belt. That's still like my favorite championship belt in WWE. Yeah, Uh, and that one has like just all this unnecessary details and filigree and monsters and creatures on it and stuff. I love it, you know. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But the the match itself,
1: I mean, it's the story of Luchadors being grounded by FTR. Like,
2: sure, sure.
1: That it was that, but. Like, I-, I was just hoping Aerostar was going to jump off of something tall, you know. I, I would have yeah. appreciated if it was Aerostar and Drago or Drago that came yeah. out, you know. That, that would have been, would've been, been
2: me. great, yeah. yeah. Um, again, going back to my personal experiences, <laughs> nothing tops any of my wrestling experiences than seeing Drago without his mask on. I saw Drago without his mask on, guys. Mean, I mean saw- <laughs> yeah. He, look, he, he he looks like your uncle Neo is what he looks like. Your Probably uncle, your your uncle that rides horses used to be a jockey. That's what that's what he looks like. But he's a very he's a he's a very neat, well groomed man underneath there. I just thought I would tell you guys that. Not surprisingly, not a dragon. Shockingly, <laughs> not a dragon. His tongue, totally normal. <laughs> uh, like a human tongue but anyway some I'm, say I'm, that's i'm fucking up the business up. now <laughs> i'm just screwing up the business uh and well I see say-
1: if, if if drago if, if drago came into the business then we could have had this little interaction between he and luchasaurus maybe like oh yeah. papa I mean, no i'm your oh, grandpapa. Oh, you know Something i love like this that. come on i love
2: this because so what about missed I- opportunities <laughs> One of my favorite interactions that he had recently was with Christian cage. When he told him that like one of his uncles was part dinosaur and he was like, Oh really? And then they walked (laughs) off having this conversation about like their (laughs) lineage and how it tied into dinosaurs. Uh, I want to wrap. I want to say one thing about WWE. And that is uh, I've kind of complained about how much I dislike NXT 2.0, despite a lot of people enjoying it. And I don't, I don't want to trample on anybody's enjoyment of it. Please continue to do so. If karaoke is your thing, go for it. Go for it. I'm a huge fan of Braun Breaker, by the way. Gigantic Braun Breaker mark. I love him. I think his name could be better. That aside, I think he's great. When he comes up to the main roster, it's going to be shortened to Braun anyway. So I don't even know why I'm fucking worried about it. But anyway, (laughs) Braun Breaker future of the business on the uh, juice just yeah well, just call him, just call him bronson steiner for christ's sakes you let him fucking yeah. wear all the stuff from the 90s uh what i hate what i absolutely hate is that they gave this new female group toxic attraction all of the gold all of the gold uh formerly known as priscilla kelly uh some other girl that's like a chelsea green lookalike and mandy with brunette extensions uh, the whole thing is terrible. I'm furious that they did it. I- I- if this is the new direction of NXT, well, I have no interest in it at all. None Derek, whatsoever. The,
1: the toxic attraction, right? The name kind of says it all. Did you see the segment of this, this week's episode where toxic attraction were attracting the, the, the new NXT tag champions? Uh, what is it? Um, Imperium? Yeah, the Imperium guys. Did you see that? Yeah. No, little, I did not. Little, little slaps. <laughs> oh,
2: I don't like anything that they're doing. I don't like it. They're they're they were fucking awful. That one girl almost killed herself the week before, and then yeah. they were terrible in the ladder match. The ladder match was garbage. Uh, I refuse to believe anybody is a woman's champion as long as Io Shirai is in that company. I will not acknowledge anybody as champion other than Io Shirai. And I just I don't get it, man. I really don't get it so many times we really want this goddamn company to just do this exact kind of stuff where they like oh put all the gold on this cool faction that we like and this is the goddamn faction that they choose to do it with i just i'm beside myself well let's not forget too that toxic
1: attraction mandy rose won the title thanks to dakota kai who's not in their faction correct you know so it's kind of one of those things where it's like i don't care it's kind of a fluke
2: Stop telling. Stop. You have to explain the booking to me. I don't this like it. Luck. It's dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. It's all yeah. dumb. The whole thing is dumb. I fucking hate them. I know that's what they want. Uh, it's just, it's 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 like we talked about. It's 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 not, but it's do not you, the right kind of heat. Do you give them kudos for
1: leaning into the whole toxic attraction? Not even a I, little bit.
2: I'm okay with that because not I'm even in, a little bit. I'm in that camp. I don't like the. I don't like their gimmick i mean what is their gimmick they're the mean girls kind of thing we've fucking seen that
0: yeah a dozen
2: did, times you did know. they f- did they fall into a swamp um uh, no 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 they're not toxic oh. crusaders no avengers yeah no not avengers either no they're not toxic avengers or crusaders the oh. uh, Avengers was a interested. movie crusaders was the cartoon they're both about slime men that use mops to beat people up but no, they're none of those things. They're not. They're actually, I think the toxic attraction part refers to some sort of weird fucking Britney Spears kind so of Just that song?
1: From the taste of know. your lips. I don't know. Something, I, something, can't, something. I can't. Uh, I don't You're know toxic. I'm slipping uh, on. No. Taste I, don't like I, the just, poison paradise. I just
2: don't that like was it. the best one note song i've ever heard yeah i'm
1: addicted to you he's
2: doing a great job at singing it too <laughs> uh so let's do uh winners of the week shall we because i'm ready to not talk about how much i hate something and maybe how much i like something uh Neo, i'll start with you sir go ahead
1: okay so my winner of the week gotta give it up
2: to psycho clown Oh yeah, you were in Mexico watching Psycho Clown kill people. I I loved it. It was did fan- you?
1: was fantastic. It, it was an outdoor. What promotion show. was it? It was called SL Promotions. Oh, they're, okay. they're, they're they're co-branding with AAA. Okay. Um. So, but it was fantastic. It was an outdoor show. It was at a, it was at a baseball field.
2: Uh, first and foremost, so it was outdoor seating. You know, I like that. You know, me and yeah. Daryl are on board already. You say baseball field, we're like, yep. Wrestling yeah. and baseball together, I'll be there. It yeah, was great. Sure. It was
1: it was great. Like they had a really good, you know, uh, you know, setup. Uh, the ring was very wonky in the beginning. I I almost saw somebody die, which was crazy. <laughs> um, you know, but after they tightened the straps, it was all Luch from there. Um, it, it was a great show. They basically replayed some of the matches from the from the AAA promotion from uh, from Triple Mania, which was nice um so you mean, was, you mean they
2: just redid they did them again or do you mean they played them
1: well they they did read well, rematches they, they rematched yeah yeah, yeah the, okay okay yeah they rematched gotcha. on the show but of course it's a house show so they just kind of like did whatever they wanted right sure it was fun i mean it was just a lot of like back and forth there was a lot of spots it was like playing into the crowd it was a lot of uh you know callbacks to different moves and stuff and it was very comedic. Like, I really enjoyed the entire show from, from start to finish, you know, and, and the fact that it was um, it, it was pretty packed for being in this little town. Um, I enjoyed it. I definitely can't wait to watch again. Uh, I'm planning on going back to Mexico in November uh, to watch more of this wrestling because I, I just like it. Wrestling in, in Mexico is just fun. I recommend yeah. it for anybody. If you ever get a chance to do that, definitely give it a shot.
2: One of my daughter's favorite shows that we've ever attended was was at a, a little Lucha show here in Phoenix in, in south part of town. And, you know, she got to see Thunder Rosa and Hall of Dead at the show and uh, El Mariachi and a few other guys from Lucha Underground. But she, <laughs> el Mariachi Loco and El Mariachi Loco. El, el, el mariachi Cholo Loco. El Cholo, yeah. And, el, el cholo, yeah. and she <laughs> just loved it. You know, she loved it because as a kid... Uh, it kind of ruined going to WWE shows for her. Yeah. She was like, Why do we need to go sit in a stadium where we're like a mile away from the ring when we could go sit in the front row? because she had she was patting guys on their back when they were laying down in front of us after it's doing like best, topes out of the ring and shit like that. Yeah, she was all on board with it's, Lucha it's, after yeah. that.
1: It was really fun, man, because this is that's exactly what they were doing. They're like, playing to the crowd they were they were just kind of doing their their standard back and forth introducing chairs introducing like little gimmicks here yeah uh i i even saw like you know uh people in the crowd got involved with with the help of the wrestlers of course sure you know so it was just really fun from top to bottom uh in fact there's going to be a show this weekend for from poor promotions if you follow them on instagram or twitter
2: this weekend
1: yeah, I definitely want to try to make it out to that show this weekend. It should be really fun to, to watch.
2: They try to bring a lot of good, high quality lucha talent in the Phoenix, yeah. and,
1: and and a lot of the local guys too. That you know, they definitely do do good work. You know, I, I don't think I've ever been to one of their shows that really disappointed.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daryl, your winner of the week, sir.
0: Well, the only reason I watched any wrestling at all is because there was no Game Seven of the World Series. There was so I, I I guess my winner of the week should be the Atlanta Braves.
2: Hey, um, but we'll accept it. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> what do they do? Yeah. Um, but they I do the I baseball. Think,
1: <laughs> so are they the the, the North American champions of baseball? They're the, they're baseball the, they're the North that?
2: American world champions of baseball. No, yep. the,
1: the U.S. champs of North American of the, baseball.
2: The world champs of North American baseball. The U.S. world champs the North American world champs of North American baseball.
0: I grow weary of this bit. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead, Daryl. Uh, but my real winner of the week, I think I'm going to go MJF actually.
2: Oh, um,
0: <clears throat> he had a shocker fa- fairly memorable promo. Um, and he was the perfect shit heel coward. Um, and it made the whole, and your mom you know, hype up him. for the Darby Allen match. Kind of, yeah, i'm I'm actually somewhat interested in it now. So MJF is okay. the
2: most committed heel in pro wrestling. Absolutely. <clears throat> the most now. committed heel. Yes. And we also saw him do a, a singing and dance number with Chris Jericho, where they tap danced at one point. So you, you can't take much away from MJF and his ability to be incredible. Uh, I am going to give my winner of the week to Tony Khan owner of AEW. I have always uh, sincerely enjoyed the way that Tony Khan has conducted himself even though at times some people don't like his you know his is unnecessary you could say defense of his company, his uh you know his 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 online behavior, I, I still find it to be one of those things that makes his wrestlers appreciate him even more. Because when you see your boss out here battling trolls or perceived trolls on Twitter, it makes you feel that much better about him just having your back. I just think having everybody's back is what he does better than anything else. Obviously, through this situation with John Moxley, he absolutely has had his back. He has all of his wrestlers' backs. It just seems like a really positive place for wrestlers to be. To be honest, I know there's going to come a time where we're we're going to hear some bad things, of course, about AEW. It's 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 inevitable, right? Or you know, you're going to have some uh, firings. There's going to be there's going to be some things that aren't great that happen yeah. because
1: well, they, it's I mean, we've seen like stuff with like Max Caster come out, right? And then like some stuff with uh, um, with Sammy Guevara. Sure. You know, so they've been yeah. handling things as they as they as they come, and
2: they and they have, and the thing that like that's a good example because even when someone like Sammy Guevara makes a, a, a mistake when he was younger and much earlier, not like he did that podcast when he was um, on AEW, right? Yeah. This was a podcast from when he was younger, and he said some dumb shit. AEW addressed it, disciplined him for it, moved on, and he grew as a person. He's a young guy. We all make fucking mistakes. We just don't all make mistakes as, you know, characters or television personalities or some of the things these guys are. I think maybe the fact that Tony Khan runs the Jaguars and, and Fulham that he has a chance to actually run a wrestling company like you would a sports team, right? Where you, you want to care about your, your athletes. You want to, you want to get the most out of them. You want to develop them as as players from being younger into hopeful superstars, but more than important, more than anything, you want to you know, like I said, you want to support them and you want to be there for them when uh, things aren't good. You know, uh, I I think that that's the the one thing that they do better than any you know than we ever than we ever thought a wrestling company could do. We we're just used to these companies being shitty and carny. And that's it. That's wrestling. If you're if you're a part of it, you have to adapt to that and understand that that's part of the business. But does it have to be? You know, I I don't think it does. I don't think treating people like this, you know, especially the way WWE treats people as as disposable, um, is is the right way to treat people. So absolutely. And and I think you know you could say all you want about talent. You really could. But at the end of the day, I really feel like that's, That's going to be the big thing that makes AEW successful and not necessarily the fact that they picked up all this talent, but it's also a chicken or the egg situation because uh, are are the talent coming because of how they are, or, you know, are is the talent thriving because of the way they're treating them? You know, who knows? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking now, but I thank you guys for listening to episode 450, 452. Are you kidding me? 452 (laughs) episodes. Daryl, take us home, please. If you could. Okay, sure.
0: Thanks so much for listening to episode four fifty two. Um, please follow us all on Twitter. I'm at zazemplop. Derek is at uh, cap underscore caveman with a K. Dave is at or Tio Neo is at uh, the neo x e c k s that is. And thanks again for listening. And remember, kids, uh, he he called you a bitch. <laughs>